Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to this episode of the Live Transform podcast. I'm your host, Sean Koba. During today's episode, I'm going to be giving some hints, tips and tricks around how you can deal with pain. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, a number of my mates are currently in quarantine in Australia at the moment. Uh, and one of the Facebook groups that I am part of, I reached out and I was like, hey, I need to do a podcast episode. Give me some ideas about things that you guys want to cover. Do you want to hit some stuff about round training at home using minimal equipment, etc.? Uh, and pretty much most of the boys are like, give me some remedial work because, you know, we're all ex-military, um, former soldiers carrying heavy loads, um, you know, over long distances, etc., etc. Bodies are beat up. Um, joints are fucked, created a lot of muscular imbalances, dysfunction and things like that. So a lot of guys are dealing with pain. Um, and this is something that I kind of deal with every now and again. I'm pretty good at dealing with it, but uh, it does come up sometimes. I am recording this in Russia. I'm in Russia for PD Arms Fight Camp at the moment. Uh, and there was a few days there where I didn't do any training. I spent a lot of time seated in cars, driving, um, on planes, uh, waiting for planes and things like that. So I'm one of those people when I don't train, when I'm not looking after my body, I'm not doing my mobility-based work, etc. then uh, things start getting tight, things start getting a little bit locked up, and then that's when the pain starts coming in. So I've actually recorded an episode around um, training tips for those beyond the age of 30, which I'll have linked in the show notes. Um, so you can go back and listen to that one as well. Um, but this episode is going to be primarily focused on remedial and rehabilitation, prehabilitation, that type of stuff so that you can address um, any little niggles and things like that that come up, particularly as you get older. So um, age is a big part of this uh, and it's something we'll dive into in a moment. But before we go into why things or pain is age related or can be age related, um, let's first discuss the difference between acute pain and chronic pain. So acute pain is essentially when you know you fall, you land on your knee, you're playing basketball, you roll your ankle, um, you know you get punched in the nose or something like that. That's acute pain. So that's something happens right there right then and that creates um, damage to you know either a muscle or connective tissue or something like that. All right, so, Chronic pain, on the other hand, is something that happens over long periods of time. So if we have a little niggle in our knee or something like that, we go, oh, when I, when I do certain exercise, when I squat, for example, my knee starts hurting a little bit on one side. We don't really pay too much attention to it. We kind of, you know, I'm a guy, we're ex-military. We just push through that pain. Um, and I know a lot of people are the same. Um, and then, you know, six months later, it's like, oh, now I can't squat. I can't do that back squat or a front squat, whatever, because it hurts my knee. So I'm going to change the exercise that I do, um, so on and so forth. And then another six months down the track, it's like, now my fucking knee hurts all the time. It's just a dull throbbing pain. Um, and this continues on as we get older. Now, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, when we learn to move for the first time, our brain expends a lot of energy trying to figure out how to do that thing. So it doesn't have a blueprint yet. It's going to need to create a blueprint. So your brain goes, hey, I need to complete this movement. So I need to fire these muscles at this time in this order. And what happens when most people exercise is they don't pay attention to their technique and they just bang through rep after rep after rep. And that might be a three-month training program. And if you're not teaching 
yourself the right mechanics, getting the right muscles firing in the right order at the right time, then what you may be doing is uh, creating a, a poor movement pattern or a dysfunctional movement pattern. And this will be very important um, when I move on to the next point about dealing with pain. Okay, but the point that I want to make here is what you practice becomes permanent. So movement is a skill and it needs to be practiced as such so that we don't create these poor movement patterns. We can, um, you know, get our stabilizers firing first. And then I want to get my big muscles firing next to complete the movement. And then I want my um, synergist muscles working as well. Let's take the hip, for example. I want to get my hip stabilizers working first. All right, if I'm squatting, I want to get my stabilizers working. That's going to make sure that all of the little muscles surrounding the joint are firing to hold the joint in correct alignment. Then we get our glutes, our hamstrings, our quads firing. Okay, they're going to be the prime movers. And then our synergists are all of those um, smaller muscles, you know, through the, the maybe the lower leg, um, maybe the lower back, the upper back as well. All of those other muscles that are surrounding um, those areas that are providing st support, providing stability for other joints um, throughout the body so that those big prime movers can do their job. So that's an important concept to remember. Um, bear that in mind because we're going to come back to that. First of all, pain is your check engine light coming on, right? So if you're experiencing pain through certain movements, that's basically your body saying, hey, something's not quite right here. We need to um, fix how we're doing this exercise. Uh, and this is something that's come up for me over and over and over again, where I'll get clients that have worked with another coach before, or they've been you know, training on their own, they start working with me, and they're like, hey, I can't do this exercise because it hurts, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. Like, was there an injury that led up to that? Was there um, something that happened that you landed on it, or you tore something, or was there an acute response, acute injury that, that created this poor movement pattern? Like, no, it just started hurting sometime, and then over time, I just couldn't do it anymore. Okay, that's a chronic issue. That's poor recruitment patterns that have just been reinforced over and over and over again. Make a slight adjustment to their technique, put their joint in a slightly different position, okay, pulling at a different angle, all of a sudden, oh, now I can do that movement. My muscles are firing, but my joint's not hurting. All right, so... Um, yeah, again, that pain, particularly if you're moving, if you're doing something, if you're training, you get that pain, that's your check engine light coming on. So uh, you need to stop, make an adjustment to that exercise, maybe swap out that exercise, do something else that's going to work the same muscles, work the same movement pattern, that's not going to cause that pain. All right, so let's go back to uh, these poor recruitment patterns. Uh, and chronic pain. So what typically happens here, tying back into our age, is uh, when we create a pattern, a movement pattern, and then we reinforce it by doing the same movement over and over and over and over again, and our technique's not on point, we don't have our stabilizers firing, we don't have our prime movers firing, we don't have our synergists firing at the right time, in the right order, etc., then you know we can start putting a lot of strain through the joint. All right, so the reason it's important to understand recruitment patterns is because muscles connect to bones via tendons and they pull on those bones to articulate joints. So if I take the elbow joint, for example, it's a hinge joint. It just moves through run one movement, flexion and extension, okay? Likewise with the knee. Uh, I'm, this is, this is going to be up on YouTube as well for people listening uh, to the audio so you can see what I'm doing. Okay, so the elbow is 
flexion, extension, all right? It's a hinge joint, same as the knee. Now, the hips, the shoulders, the ankles, the wrists, um, the spine, cervical spine, thoracic spine in particular, um, they're multi-dimensional joints. They move in multiple directions. So flexion, extension, abduction, adduction. Okay, then we also have rotation, internal, external rotation. So hips and shoulders, primary engines of the body, uh, they move in multiple directions. We need to train them in multiple directions. Now, it's important to understand they move in multiple directions because then when we start talking about pain, it makes a lot more sense when we say, hey, if there's muscular imbalances, Again, this is on YouTube, so if you want to watch this on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, Performance Functional Training. Uh, it'll be one of the latest videos up there um, so that you can see what I'm actually doing here. So if I've got pain in my shoulder, for example, you know what might be happening is maybe my pecs are very tight. Okay, My delts are very tight. My traps are very tight. So that's going to pull my shoulder into this rounded forward position. Okay. And that's because everything I do is in front of me and guys in particular are constantly doing bench presses, trying to build the chest. Everything's in front of us, so we typically train in front of us. We tr people train what they see in the mirror. Now, what happens here if we think about that three-dimensional joint is if these muscles are tight, these muscles are tight, these muscles are tight, pecs, delts, traps, what that does is it rolls my shoulder forward and it puts my glenohumeral joint, which is only one joint of four of the shoulder girdle, puts that joint in a poor position. So then when I try and raise my arm up overhead, I start getting this clicking because now the joint is not moving fluid because the muscles are pulling the joint into a poor position of misalignment when now that joint can't articulate correctly. All right, so what I need to do is down-regulate my traps, my delts, my pecs. I need to switch them off. Those muscles are tight, okay, because I'm constantly sending this signal that, hey, these muscles need to be short, they need to be tight so that we can, you know, conserve energy. Our body's constantly trying to conserve energy. Those muscles are short and tight, the joint now gets pulled into a poor position, then it affects my ability to articulate that joint. So here's a great drill that we can do to test this theory, okay? What I want everyone to do is really round their shoulders forward, drive their head forward, round their shoulders forward, then try and raise your arms up overhead Okay, now our mobility is quite limited here. All right, that's because all of those muscles are pulling the shoulders forward. Now the joint, the glenohumeral joint, the ball and socket, can't quite move as well. Okay, so what I want everyone to do now is go the other way, create thoracic extension, create a big arch in the upper back, chest nice and proud, okay, head tall, spine aligned and long, then raise your arms up overhead. All right, now we get much more movement through the joint because now the muscles of the back are firing, okay, which then puts the glenohumeral joint in a better position and allows that joint to move freely, which increases range of movement. All right, so that's a very simple concept to get your head around so that you can understand where pain is typically coming from. All right, now, if we do have pain in the shoulder, 
Maybe one of these muscles is tight. So what do I need to do? I need to stretch it. I need to foam roll it. I need to do some soft tissue work. Okay, so soft tissue work is basically where we use a foam roller. We use a lacrosse ball, um, something like that, where we get some pressure on. I have a massage gun, which I really love. Um, it's basically replaced most of those other tools. Okay, but I'm going to jam uh, a lacrosse ball into my pecs, find where that tension is. Then I'm going to close my eyes and then I'm just going to breathe, try and relax, okay, and sink into that stretch. What I'm doing there is sending a signal to the brain and saying, hey, dampen the signal, switch these muscles off a little bit. They don't need to be that tight, okay? Then I do that with the next muscles. Maybe it's my delts. I do the same thing. Most people, when they foam roll, they just roll back and forth. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, it's going to give them a little bit of benefit, but it's not going to be as uh, much of, as profound as when you hold the ball in that position then you breathe into it because what we're essentially doing is down regulating the, the sympathetic nervous system. We're saying, hey, we don't need to be this tight. Okay, we're in a safe place. We can dampen that signal. It's like turning speakers down. All right, I want to turn my speakers down, my muscles and my speakers. I want to turn them down. Okay, so I do my pecs, I do my delts, I do my traps up into my neck. Okay, oh, sweet. Now I can move my shoulder much more freely. All right, so if you think about those principles, you can apply that to all muscles, all joints in the body, okay? If my knee's hurting, then I can essentially work through above the knee, below the knee, go and find all those muscles that are tight, that are holding a lot of tension, maybe find some trigger points or um, like a knot or something like that. Use your foam roller, use your lacrosse ball, go and search for those tight areas, relax, breathe into it, okay? You might do two minutes on each side, and what you might find is that certain muscles are going to be um, tight in different areas. I know my calves, for example, are different. Okay, my, um, my right calf, the tension is down low towards the ankle. On my left calf, the tension is up high towards the back of my knee. So um, going and finding where that tension is and working with your own body, figuring out where that tension is and how to address it is going to help you alleviate a lot of pain. Now, in saying that, uh, you, it's not going to, foam rolling, soft tissue work is not going to have an impact for 24 hours. All we're doing is dampening that signal, turning those speakers down by telling the brain to calm down, dampening the signal of the, the sympathetic nervous system, switching on the parasympathetic nervous system, okay? Now, after a couple of hours, or sorry, you'll foam roll, you'll feel better, you'll go and do your training session. All right, sweet. I've just increased my range of movement by turning my muscles down, dampening that signal. Okay, now I've got better range of movement in the joint. Now I can strengthen that range of movement in the joint. Okay, so that's that's definitely something that we wanna do. We don't just want to increase range of movement in a joint and then not strengthen it because that's where we get injured. That's where we're weak. Um, so if you increase range of movement in the joint, you definitely need to strengthen it as well. All right, um, so that's a great point. Lengthen what's tight strengthen what's weak. When we lengthen what's tight, then strengthen what's weak, we're essentially pulling that joint back into better alignment. So then we can now articulate that joint much more efficiently, much more cleanly. All right, um, I've actually got a number of uh, YouTube videos on addressing lower cross syndrome and upper cross syndrome. Um, very common issues in the Western world. We spend a lot of time seated. Um, we spend a lot of time with our shoulders rolled forward, our head jutting forward. So there's some drills up on my YouTube channel, which I'll have linked in the show notes um, to allow you to address uh, those imbalances 
Um, but think about the principles. Okay, it's all about the principles. Go and identify where the pain is. If I wake up with a sore back every morning, it's typically a symptom. It's not the cause. The reason my lower back is sore or it's tight is because those muscles are having to work super fucking hard because other muscles are weak somewhere and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Or other muscles are tight somewhere and they're pulling and then it's pulling the joint into poor alignment and other muscles are having to take over to um, basically compensate. So I'll have my simple drills to address lower cross syndrome and upper cross syndrome in the show notes. Uh, Think about the principles. Okay, we want to strengthen what's weak, lengthen what's tight. Okay, that's it from me today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this information. Uh, Any five-star ratings and reviews are much appreciated. Much love.